Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Download the Odyssey app to listen to Royals Baseball, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, welcome back to Chiefs Training Camp. Jay Binkley, Sean Levine up here. We're joined by Pete Sweeney in a little bit. Let's go to Andy Reid. He's talking now in the tent. Let's go to the Andy Reid press conference right here on 610 Sports Radio. Yeah, so he is. He's quick. He's got that quickness and, and speed. Um, and he's a good, it's a good changeup. I and mean, we've got a variety of guys. And Thompson's not out here yet. So, I mean, you, get, you add him into the mix, and now you got another uh, – variety of, of running backs that you can present so uh, but it, it's great to have him it's great to have his experience here yeah yeah he's in listen he's in great shape right now he uh he, he worked his tail off um this offseason uh came back early he and Tooney were in there every day working and um, uh, and and so it's he, it's you know it's showing out here. He's doing a nice job so far. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Good. So there you go. There's Andy Reid. We'll get the players up here in just a minute as well. But uh, you know, some people comment on the nice hat Andy's wearing. It, it was pretty fresh. Reed, Reed's also I don't know if it's copper fits or whatever. He's got those. The support things. I mean, I like them. I, I, I've had a couple of those too. He's got the sport socks on. Andy Reid, I don't know what you've noticed when you've seen his interviews or whatever. Of course, the guy's always a good dude and well-respected around this league. But, man, you talk about a focus. You talk about a guy that kind of reminds me of Ned Yost. Like, the players all like him, respect him, but he's got that doghouse too, right? Like, you don't want to cross him. Like, he might be a nice guy, but you don't want to cross him. Andy went his whole career without winning a Super Bowl. He won the Super Bowl. And then once he got back to it, you could be damn sure he wanted to win it. Yeah. Now, he's still got all this t- the talent on the same football team. He's still got a few years left on the sidelines. He's trying to rack these things up before he ends up in the Hall of Fame, too. Yeah, he will. He's, he's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. And bottom line, I know they did some list of best play callers in the league. They hit him like six. I was like, no, man. Every time the Chiefs run something, whether it's Black Pearl or if they didn't in Tampa, they, you know, the were putting Mahomes in motion. Remember when the Chiefs would do this last year against the Panthers? They started doing Mahomes would go in motion. They, and Mahomes and Kelsey and Hill would come with some of these plays. They'd run them through Reed and the enemy, and they'd, they'd implement them, right? Like Reed listened to his players. He saw them doing stuff. They'd take Tom off of practice when they weren't doing regular drills. They'd come up with plays, and Reed would find a way to work it. The enemy, I know Mahomes went to the enemy, say, hey, can we put quarterbacks in motion? Because you don't see that. Ever. And then they take the snap. And they did it. They did all the uh, – the wild plays last year, 
all the plays are so creative from Andy Reid. And that was with Edwards Hilaire just as a typical rookie running back. Imagine when he's going to be in year two, especially out of the backfield. That playbook's yeah. going to be wide, wide open. 100%. Uh, who do we got here, Rocco? Is uh, Lauren Duvernay Tardy talking now? The doctor. All right, let's go to the Canadian doctor right now who's Reed backing Henry's up Trey Smith. I mean, it's still a process. It's always a process, especially the fact that I haven't played for the last year. But I feel pretty good. Today was a good day, and we just keep on building. And next week, we're going to put the pads on, and I'm looking forward to that. I think it's uh, it's when you really know where you're at, you know. You did so much uh, unique workouts, kind of forced to do that uh, during that last year. So when you get to camp on the first day a few days ago, did you feel like, hey, what I did in the offseason was productive in preparing me for this? Yeah, I mean... Honestly, I did my best, but nothing can really prepare you for a training camp. You know, I, I squat, I lift, I clean, I ran, but I never blocked anybody for the past year. So uh, it was just a different type of work, you know, working on the front line of a pandemic instead of working on the front line of the Kansas City Chiefs. You mentioned during OTAs about how, uh, you know, you've got... Sorry, can, can you just speak louder? Absolutely. Uh, you mentioned during OTAs that there's so many new teammates on the offensive line that you didn't know before. Yeah. You hadn't really got a chance to know them. Now that you've had, uh, you know, almost a week now with everybody, what's your kind of impressions of the I mean, that's why it's so great to spend some time here in St. Joe's because you get to bond with everybody. Like, we have a really cool group of guys, uh, and and they welcome me in, you know. Even though I've been here for eight, the past eight years, I wasn't here last year. So it, it was good to build that chemistry, and I feel like now we're pretty pretty united. Being a doctor and everything, we're still out here, still with COVID being a thing, you know, just kind of your overall opinions on how things are being treated out here and your doctor experience? I mean, I feel like, yes, so far the NFL has been doing a really good job. You know, when you look at the health and safety protocol, uh, I think it's solid. And, and things are going to evolve. You know, we, we look at the, the growing rates of the Delta variant everywhere, especially in Missouri. I think we got to be careful, you know. And, but I think here we're like in a bubble almost, and we're doing a pretty good job at, you know, either getting vaccinated or wearing the mask if you're not. And at the end of the day, you know, we're going to be safe. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, as you've been here, I know you were away for a year, but have you noticed any differences just in the time you've been here in camp? No, he's the same guy. He's the same guy, super grounded. You know, uh, the first the first day I got in, he, he came to me and was like, "Hey, what's up? How you doing?" Uh, you know, asking a little bit about how was my my year back home in Canada. So it's just just show how great of a teammate he is. You know, and uh, even though he's winning all those uh, Madden rating and so on, like he's still super grounded, which is cool. Center right now, just initial impressions of Austin Blythe and, and maybe what he brings to the table. He's really solid. Like he's super cerebral. You understand what's going on, you know. And even though it's only been what like five days that we're here, I feel like he's picking up on some stuff, asking a lot of questions. The communication has been really good with him, and uh, you know our defense is showing up a bunch of new blitzes, fire zone, cover zero, uh, and making sure we understand and we all speak the same language is super important. And I feel like we're getting to this point. Like today was a really good day. You've been. Had a lot of running backs as teammates during your course of career here in Kansas City. Jarek McKinnon, what stands out to you as an offensive lineman about his skill set? I mean, he's pretty quick. He's pretty quick. He's also pretty solid. I feel like he's a well-balanced guy. Like, you know, a couple of years ago we had like super quick guy. We had Spencer Ware, who was really strong. Now I feel like all the running back has kind of the same skill set, the same approach to the game. And, and when you run like stretch play, they, they all read it kind of the same way, which is really useful for us because. You're reaching a three technique. You know exactly if they're going to cut or they're going to take it outside, which is good. So it's nice so far to work with them. Coach said that you're wearing a new helmet. Is there a reason why you made a change? I mean, being a doctor, I try to you know be at the top of the health and safety measure, and this helmet is the score to the top performer. It's a Vices uh, with a little 
you know, bumper on the face mask, and, and so far it's been pretty good. I like it. Yeah. Here we go. We're back on live right now. That was Laurent Devarney Tardif. Uh, we had a <laughs> Cody and Gold started this whole thing, right? Chris Jones, they bring him by in a golf cart, and we go get him a snow cone again. Like he's gotten the snow cone thing down, right? I thought it was a joke when I heard it on Cody and no, Gold. No, out there blowing. And then Chris Jones started yelling over here, and I was like, "Yeah, was are like, you talking to me?" We're like, listening to the press go- conference. Are you Jones- talking to me? He goes. Can I get a snow cone? Of course you can get a snow cone. And you know I got him that tiger blood. I'm, not, exa- tiger I'm blood? not exactly sure what the hell flavor it is. I know that it's red. Someone in the text line said that it's cherry mixed with pina colada. I know this. It'll change your life. Well, it'll at least change your day. So there you go. So Chris Jones does like his snow cones as he came by here, got <laughs> Levine and I's attention. And they've got two different sizes. And we got Chris Jones' a snow cone. I went with the bigger size for Chris Jones. I thought it made sense, you know, since he's the biggest human being that I've ever seen. Essentially what Andre the Giant would look like in shoulder pads, rest his soul. I mean, just a beast. Okay, what do we got another press conference to go to here? Is it uh, Rocco? He said, uh, who's talking now? We got distracted with little Chris Jones. Little Chris Jones there now, uh, I'll tell you. I'm still trying to get used to uh, being around new guys, um, getting adjusted to everybody, Mike getting adjusted to the system. Correct, Mike Hughes. Um, and, uh, you know, I've just been taking it day by day, um, but I think it's been going pretty solid so far. Why do you feel like it didn't work out for you with the bike? Uh, you know, man, like I said, I just try to think, it, uh, turn everything into a positive. Um, obviously, I've been dealing with some injuries. Um, you know, that's probably a main thing, but, um, you know, just trying to move forward. Uh, like I said, I'm blessed to be here, man, and, uh, I'm ready to take this next step forward. What do you think the fresh start can, can do for you, new uniform, kind of a, a different environment? How, how can that help you in your career? Uh, I mean, it's been great so far. Uh, you know, since I've been here, everybody's welcomed me with open arms. And, uh, you know, any questions I have for the guys, uh, you know, they're willing to help. So, um, you know, everything's been it's been smooth so far. So uh, I'm glad to be here, like I said, and I'm just uh, come, come to every, every day ready to work. Coming through the draft process, did you talk with the Chiefs much? Did you know that they sort of identified that you had a skill set that they liked even then? Uh, so when the trade went down, you know, a lot of the coaches were saying they wanted me out of the draft, but uh, obviously the draft is kind of a crazy process. I pretty much talked to every team, so um, you know it's hard to go back and say specifics. But um, like I said, man, I'm just glad to be here. Uh, everybody's happy I'm here, and uh, you know I feel the same way. So. Uh, in the secondary that, that's really going to help you, you know, get as comfortable as you can before the season starts? I mean, really, like I said, everybody, man. Uh, you know, being a new guy here, uh, you know, you kind of worry about who, who's who's willing to help and who's not, but everybody's willing to help. And, um, you know, that's that's the big thing about, about our DB room. Uh, you know, everybody's, even though it's competition, everybody's sticking together, trying to help each other out, get better. So, uh, you know, it's, it's been pretty good for me. With your specific skill set, how do you think your skill set helps this Chiefs defense, especially against the pass? Uh, I mean, you know, whatever the coaches want me to do, man, that's that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, you know, whether they, I've been playing straight outside so far. Uh, you know, obviously with the Vikings, I was playing nickel and corner, but uh, here I've just been playing outside. Um, still trying to get adjusted to the system, um, but I mean, I'm doing everything the coaches ask me to do. Uh, Obviously, with my skill set, uh, I feel like I can play anywhere, and um, I've just been taking one day at a time, man. Do you consider yourself as a press man corner? Sorry, Pete. Uh, press man, zone off, whatever, man. I'm, I can do whatever I feel like.
How comfortable do you feel playing uh, multiple roles in, in a game if it came to that where they were moving you inside and then moving you outside? I know you didn't yeah, if it came to it, man, uh, you know, the coaches wouldn't do it if they didn't trust me. So, uh, you know, obviously I, I would feel comfortable doing it myself. So, uh, you know, whatever, wherever they want me to play, I, I'm, I'm willing to do. What part of Steve Spagnuolo's scheme have you enjoyed so far? Uh, playing press, man. Uh, we do a lot of that. So, uh, you know, I've been, uh, you know, working on my technique every day, uh, you know, kind of knocking the rest off. Uh, I was on IR most of the most of last year. So uh, it's been pretty good, man, just getting out here, getting in front of guys, competing, and uh, just having fun with it. Oh man, uh, you know it, it's it's special, honestly, man. Some of the throws he can make, uh, it only gets us better. So uh, you know, just uh, going out there competing and uh, you know just doing doing the best that we could do. And uh, I just know he he's getting us better at the end of the day, and we're we're making him better at the end of the day, and that, that's all that matters. Your injuries a couple times. You completely 100%. Now. Yes, sir. I'm completely 100%. Man, I, I've never felt better. And uh, like I said, I'm just taking it one day at a time and uh, just coming every day to work, man. So that's all that matters to me. Specifically with Coach Fags and Coach Madison, what's it been like so far working with those guys? And then what kind of instructions have you been getting from Madison? Uh, you know, being a former player, uh, obviously he knows um, X's and O's, and uh, he's been, you know, giving me certain techniques to. You know, uh, add to my game, and um, you know I've been doing that, and uh, it's, it's getting me better every day, man. And uh, you know, we, we talk on a daily basis. Uh, like I said, he, he's always giving me pointers, and um, I'm taking it from the from the uh, classroom to the field, and uh, it's just been getting me better every day. So, thanks, guys. Thank you. And we're back now. Mike Hughes talking there, and again, just you know, in the competition with the Andre Baker, it's fun to see. DeAndre Baker and Mike Hughes, 2018-19 first-round picks, number 30s. We'll go back to the camp here in just a second. Can you tell who's talking, Rocky? Uh, I want to just say the whole offensive scheme, just the way they use the running back and stuff like that was very intriguing. Uh, you know, I talked to a couple teams, you know, in free, free agency. All right, let's get out of this, Rocco. I don't, I can't tell who's talking, so I don't want to, I don't want to play it if I can't tell who's talking because that's not fair, but. We'll, we'll find out who it is. We'll go back well, to it. Since we got a chance to hear from Mike Hughes, I asked you a question about the secondary earlier, and then we had equipment snafu, and you didn't answer me. So can I get back to it real quick? Yes. This, this upcoming season, who do you have higher expectations for, Sneed or Tyron Matthew? I know it's crazy. The one guy's entering right. year two right. was a low draft Fair question. Pick, and the other guy's probably on his way to the Hall of Fame. But that's how good Sneed was last year. Am I overblowing it? No, you're not. I think I think – well, Tyron Matthews is still the quarterback of this defense. No question about that. He will be in more roles than Snead. Snead's going to – he'll be in the outside in base. The Chiefs started out this this week. It was Charverius Ward, a left cornerback, right cornerback. With Snead, he bounced into the nickel. Then it was Mike Hughes that came in that we just heard from and DeAndre Baker. They're battling it out for that spot. But I do think – I do think that the, the, the answer to your question is I, I think it's going to be the honey badger because, as I mentioned – the different roles he's in, whether it's stand-up on the defensive line or linebacker, whatever. Like Snead, you won't see in those places. Like he'll be in that slot. Now he might be standing up at the back or edge at some point. I don't know. We'll have to see how the snap count comes down to Snead. But as far as true skill set right now, it's hard to argue that Snead's the top of his game. He's a top-ten pick if the draft is done again today. Are you sure that he's as good as we saw last year? Because he got hurt for a couple of games. I think it was like a 14-game He's playing size. outside corner, got hurt. The second game back, they said, okay, we'll move him to the inside. 
And from there, he was great, huge. In the slot role, like Sneed really turned some heads. In my opinion, he was the rookie of the year. I know Clyde Edwards-Alaire got the back Lee Hill Chiefs rookie of the year. In my opinion, it was it was Hughes. Or not, it was um, it was Sneed. It's going to be interesting because you look at the draft class from last year, and everybody was all excited about Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and the Chiefs actually drafted a first-round draft pick and as a running back and coming off a national championship and the first running back taken off the board, and it's all anybody talked about. But as the season went along, I think everybody started to go, wait, hold on. Who's this Snead guy? Where's he from? What round did we get him yeah. in? And then as you the said, guy that played a couple safety of in college, ago, obviously that's helped him out. He can play anywhere. He legitimately, if they redrafted, would have been a top 10 pick. 100%. So I think that there's a chance. That Several he- of these guys on this team would have been. Kelsey wouldn't have been the third rounder. Tyree Kill wouldn't have been the fifth. You see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, They're getting value. The Chiefs have always done a great job of recognizing talent in the lower rounds and then turning it into top-end talent, as you mentioned. Chris Jones wasn't a first-round pick. There have been a lot of those guys. And he would be now. No question about That's it. That's what you get Trey Smith. He's, he's a six-round pick. You know, the Chiefs got him starting right now. He's starting for a back-to-back Super Bowl team. Kareem Hunt, third-round pick. It's getting value. you got to get value. champion as a rookie. I mean, everybody's not Patrick Mahomes. You trade up to get, and then he turns into that guy right away. As a GM, you've got to have you got to check boxes. Like you got to be able to trade well. Okay. He turned Parker Anger into Charvarius Ward. So he, he turned the, the not going to make your team guard into a starting corner. Yeah. Okay. Bingo. The Orlando Brown trade. <laughs> Perfect. I still don't know how the hell that happened. You know, can you draft? Well, last year we saw a lot of the draft picks get on the field. Like McDana got on the field. guy didn't go to the combine. She saw some value, and they drafted him. We saw Clyde get out there and start. We saw some real production from the draft picks last year. So you got to be able to do that, and then you got to hit free agency. you got to be able to go out in free agency, and obviously the Chiefs, Veach is playing that game with bringing in free agents. And then you got to have the other box, which is finding the diamonds in the rough. I consider Darrell Williams a diamond in the rough. Here's a guy that wasn't drafted, backed up Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis at LSU, comes in here. He was a trusted guy for Le'Veon Bell last year. I mean, here's Le'Veon Bell, and here's a Darrell Williams who was undrafted playing in front of him. So you got to be able to do them all. and I think Veach has like checked all these boxes. He's one of the best young GMs in the National Football League. And one thing you didn't even mention that Brett Veach has done really well is kept everybody either really happy or happy enough. Because it does feel like at some point Tyron Matthew would have every right to go to his boss and say, extend me yesterday. Same thing with even a guy like a Travis Kelsey, whose contract can be coming up sooner rather than later. But if you look at Tyree Kill, right, if you look at Chris Jones on the defensive side, if you look at Frank Clark, if you look at obviously Patrick Mahomes, he's figured out a way in the last few off-seasons to extend all the most important pieces. And you're right, you have to get the low draft picks, you have to make the right trades, you have to sign the right free agents. But once you get those guys on your team, you have to make sure that you keep them signed, that you keep them happy, and that you keep them healthy. And as long as this team has a Patrick Mahomes, a Travis Kelsey, a Tyree Kill, a Frank Clark, a Chris Jones, then it seems like everything else is just kind of sprinkles on top of the ice cream. Yeah, but you look at DJ, the funny thing about it is, you know, it's not just nothing funny about it, but, you know, he was with Andy Reid and Philly, right? And he worked his way up. Like, he worked his way up. He was a scout, okay? Then they put him as an SEC scout for the Eagles. Obviously, the most important conference they've had more players draft than the other conference going the home oklahoma and texas the SEC. add oklahoma and texas to the list now but he loves those guys it's not the ohio state guys you know you don't see the guys maybe donald washington back in Ohio. State. you won't see those guys on this team he scouted the sec there was no there, there, you knew why they pick up chris jones obviously veach is probably hands-on seeing him back when he practiced 
with the Chiefs have a, have a propensity for SEC guys. Veach cut his teeth scouting in the SEC, worked his way up to GM. Just think, this front office did have a culmination of John Dorsey, Chris Ballard, and Brett Veach. I mean, it's a hell of a talented front office. Obviously, this pace, Dorsey got let go. He's in Cleveland, went to Cleveland. He's now, you know, he was let go from there. But Chris Ballard has gone on to do some nice things here in Indy. He's building that team up, right? Well, Brett Veach works with Andy Reid. I mean, he, does Andy Reid do the draft now? No. Does he give advice? Yes. What positions do you need, Andy? And that's Brett Veach's role. What positions do you think you need? I'll draft the best guys. Because Andy Reid even said he was watching Cream Hunt film and stuff. Because Brett Veach, I remember having him on. They, they were scouting him at Toledo. You know, Andy Reid was watching Maction. Why? Because Brett Veach told him to, to watch this Cream Hunt running at Toledo. And tell me, because there's always been that debate, was it Dorsey or Veach that grabbed Mahomes? No, it was Andy Reid that selected Mahomes. It's Andy that does all these things. Yes, Dorsey facilitated the trade. Brett Veach brought him in. Brett Veach was bringing the quarterbacks in. And Brett Veach, I, I talked to Lee Steinberg, he, like he was instrumental in the Mahomes deal. They were constantly talking, constantly having communication. Andy Reid would bring quarterbacks in. If this team needed a quarterback, the quarterback whisperer, Andy Reid was going to pick the guy. He is the one. So we can end the debate of Dorsey, Veach, whoever. Andy Reid selected Mahomes. Well, think about since Andy Reid's been here, all the guys that are having success that once wore the Chiefs uniform or were coaches on the sidelines that are now doing it for other teams. You mentioned Kareem Hunt. He was a great running back here. He's still a great running back. You talk about a Nagy. You talk about a Peterson, guys that have gotten head coaching opportunities. You talk about a Ballard. You talk about uh, all these different guys. Like, if you have anything to do with Andy Reid, there's a high likelihood that you're going to go on and do something else with a different organization and be successful. I mean, you want to talk about different coaching trees. I know we were talking about Brett Beach, but I want to kind of transfer it over to Andy Reid. You want to talk about coaching trees, right? There have been some really good ones. There have been Bill Walsh-type coaching trees. There have been a lot of them. There have been some what you think are a little bit under them, like Bill Belichick. Hasn't had a ton of success. Is there a better coaching? A lot of fruits go off the tree, but it's gone back right there. It's it's, it's ne- It never ripes. That's the problem. It just goes yeah. bad right away. You take a bite out of it, and you want to vomit. When you talk about Andy Reid's coaching tree, you're not just talking about a good one. You might be talking about the best one that anybody's ever had. No, no question about it. That's Sean Levine. I'm Jay Binkley. Chiefs training camp special. We heard from the Chiefs a little bit ago. We'll take a time out. We come back. The editor-in-chief, who was there asking questions, Pete Sweeney, joins us next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. And welcome back to St. Joe, Missouri. Chiefs training camp 2021. Jay Binkley, Sean Levine, the sports machine. Rocco Scarcello producing. And Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com, joining us uh, live down here. He was at the press conference yep. this is just a little bit ago. Pete uh, made his way over here to the tent. Had a little bit of rain this morning three different times, but the lightning. Lightning kind of delayed <laughs> things in the beginning. Right. Because there's, would, there's some car like... issues. I'm glad they did it because this... I didn't want them going inside because had they done that, we wouldn't have broadcasted in front of practice. This appeared to be one of these days where – I thought initially that it was going to be inside. It just looked like one of those days in St. Joe. We have about one of these per year where 
we end up inside and, and the fans can't really watch practice. And so that's not um, the greatest thing in the world, of course. But, uh, yeah, the rain held off for the most part. There were a couple of parts of practice where it, it poured down, but uh, they were able to get it in. And now they have the day off on, on Sunday and, and they'll be uh, continuing on uh, with pads on Tuesday. So Monday back to practice and then they'll be ramping up the pads on Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, an unusual off day on Sunday. Next week in the same way. They don't have practice on Saturday and they do on Sunday. So right. not a lot of... When camp starts, we don't see this a lot, typically, Pete, where there's off days on weekends. And I know it's it's kind of limited practice. you got to get your, your tickets and all that. But these are huge days. Not, listen, the Chiefs have business to tend to. It's not about you right. know making the fans happy to watch Mahomes still passes. But it's unusual they don't have weekend practices. I, I get it. They're trying to give them time off, but they don't do it usually. Yeah, it's convenient, and it's nice. I mean, it allows the players to break camp for a little bit. I'm not sure how many of them will, will go home for, for the day off and, and then get back here uh, on what would be Sunday. Usually the veterans are, are maybe allowed to do that. We don't know the exact uh, parameters there. But, yeah, it'll, it'll be good to get a break. And then you have, again, that one day of continued non-padded practices leading into Tuesday, which is a gigantic day. I mean, if you are able to swing the day off, Tuesday is the day to come up here as uh, they'll be banging. And I know that's the best part of uh, training camp. You know, it's fun. And, Pete, you were out here last weekend uh, with me, obviously, much different because the crowd was here today. They weren't here last week. A lot more individualized attention for these rookies, right? Coaching staff, there's barely any of them at the positions. The position group, Taco Charlton can sit there and coach up. Right. Kane Doe and stuff like that. And I said it would be different when those guys walk down the hill, that they're trying to take their jobs. Right. But I'm telling you, man, it was a sports machine here, too. He's like, these practices are so smooth, man. This is like a business. I mean, this isn't like a typical practice. There's zero chit-chat. It is right to your next position. Well, I think over the years, they've been sort of tweaking this team, and I'm talking more so about the makeup of guys, where I think it gets closer and closer to what is this well-oiled machine, and I know that we're right here with the sports machine. you damn right, Pete. Talking about the well-oiled machine of a football team, and yeah, there isn't a lot of chatter. There are some important battles. We talked to really... You're looking out there, it's starting to look like the entire right side of the line might be a battle. I know that Remmers missed because of injury today, but Niang had some really good reps out there. Again, we have to see pads when we're talking about uh, the line battles, but Jarek McKinnon is suddenly in the mix, and you wonder if he's going to be the third or maybe even the second t- running back. We did hear from him today. So, yeah, it's heating up, and, and the guys are taking it very seriously. We know that one player is going to be there, and that's Patrick Mahomes, of course. Well, you, you did mention Niang. He was with the twos working the left tackle. So, again, it, it, he showed that in the offseason he's he, working left tackle. For me, he's projecting as a swing right As a now. swing tackle. but Pop it, in where he needs to. As we sit right now, Pete, three rookies I know. add on that offensive. This is an offensive line. They, they, were, they, were, you know, they went hot and heavy after Tooney, Trent Williams, Denny right. Newell, Orlando Brown trade went down. But, again, we're looking. I was telling Sean, we're on the way back. I was like, Probably looking like two rookies could start on this line, maybe three. Andy Reid hasn't always been enamored by rookies. Yeah, Kareem Hunt was behind Spencer Ware until right. he got hurt. Then he got the start. He did start Clyde last year. But you really got to build yourself up. But there is a scenario with an injury situation, the Rimmers or something, you could have three rookies. Yeah, and, and you know what? We hear year after year with Andy Reid that he's going to play the best five guys. 
But there is a little bit of a, an exception because it, it seems like he likes to begin the year with veterans at those positions. And this will be a little bit different than what Andy Reid likes to do. This will be the most best five guys that he's ever gone in the sense that, okay, these guys have come in with no NFL experience, and here you, you may end up with three rookies on this line. I tend to think Mike Remmers, if he can get out of the tub, you can't make the club from the tub, right? Get, 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 if he can get out of the tub, he'll be reinserted at the right tackle position. I think that's his position to lose. But you never know if he's out for a long time and the Yang can show it, especially on Tuesday moving forward with these padded practices, you could lose your job. What does it mean for Clyde? Because last year out yeah. the gates he was great, and then he slowed down a little bit. And by right. the end of the year it was like, oh, those are pretty good numbers for a rookie. If the offensive line's better, how much better can he be? Clyde looks good. I mean, I, I, I think he left room to be desired last year, and he had 1,100 yards from scrimmage in 13 games. And so – I look at Clyde, he, he looks like he has a little bit more burst to him this year. And I, I know it's hard and, and it's a little bit of an intangible when it comes to the NFL, but there's a little bit more confidence, I think, that you could see in Clyde. And he actually was real honest with us in the offseason and saying he missed that offseason. Don't forget, with the coronavirus and everything that goes into it, there was no true offseason, no physical reps leading into the year last year. So he was a little bit trial by fire. He also noted that he was only about 85 90% in the Super Bowl, was still able to have about 80 yards in what was a throwaway game for the Chiefs. Uh, but I, I like the, the idea of Clyde really making a breakout season in 2021, and this is already coming after he had 1,100 yards. And I, I think he's going to trump that. I, I, I saw the other other day, and I, I mentioned this to Jay, the over-under for him was 1,800 yards uh, from scrimmage. It's a big number. It's a big number. It's a what CM- an extra game. It's a CMC-sized number, uh, and and we, there were some rumblings of him being that type of player last year. We'll see if he can do in 2021. Touchdowns, too, is one thing that last year, like, I, I thought that he was going to get in the end zone more, right. and I thought that he would have more yards out the backfield, but you mentioned, like, the confidence thing. It's not like he played for Jacksonville where he was going to be the number one option. Right. When you're a rookie that's got, you know, this guy named Travis Kelsey and mm-hmm. Tyree Kill and the guy that was making $20 million a couple of years ago and Sammy Watkins, who's now gone, you got to get in where you fit in. It feels like Clyde's now comfortable. Yeah, and you know what? I think a lot of those problems that we saw were short yardage, and a little bit is on the running back, but there's also a big part of the offensive line. And I think if, you know, we talk about the offensive line so much this offseason about what it's going to do for the protection of Patrick. That's all we talk about. And it's true. It's true. But I I also think what is it going to do for Clyde's rushing numbers? I mean, is this suddenly a 1,000-yard rusher? He's supposed to be uh, being used more in the passing game. We've already seen uh, some screen-type looks um, and, and, and different types of orchestrated looks looks for Clyde out here at training camp, I, I really think the sky is the limit, and he may approach 2,000 yards from scrimmage this year. We'll put it this way. He had over 800, 800 yards rushing last year. Mm-hmm. He had 36 catches for 297 yards. Okay. He missed, Double that. He misses three starts Yeah, because he was hurt. Healthy, hilarious this year. And we don't know what's going to happen in the last game. Maybe they have the number one seed locked up. We don't know. Well, if they I, do, he's not playing. But you had the 17th game in. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to go scorch earth this year and become the MVP again. And who is, who is going to be the player with the most yardage from that? We talk about Travis Kelsey and we talk about Tyreek Hill. Most of their yards are coming from receiving. Clyde could quietly, quietly have the most yards from scrimmage on the team. And then you're, you might even be talking like offensive player of the year type deal for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I, I think that is uh, the ceiling, a, a huge ceiling for Clyde. For the year. team or for the league? 
For the league. For the league. For the league. Because if you if you're they don't usually give it for they don't usually give offensive player of the year and MVP to the same player, right? So yes. if Mahomes does get the MVP, you're Which looking is silly. You're looking right, it is silly. But you're looking at the next weapon or his best weapon. If he has more yards from scrimmage than a Travis Kelsey or a Tyree Kill, he should be in the thirteenth of fifteen hundred range, you would think. I mean we I just said his over under is eighteen hundred. Could be looking at the offensive player of the year. Guys, Travis Kelsey might be the best tight end to ever play the game and the fourth offensive <laughs> weapon on this football team like when it hits your ears does that sound i know right? it's bold i know it's bold but it, i i really think that could be the case i'm telling you here's the other thing too Pete. you know everybody will trot out those Tannehill stats numbers and compare them to Mahomes. listen Tannehill's had some good years yeah but i've often said it's predicated on derrick henry now here's the biggest difference when any, anytime anybody talks to us about me it's like when you're playing the titans remember pagano when the chief said jamal charles he, he flat out said he's public enemy number one right when you're playing the titans you've got to stop derrick henry that is where the focus is okay when he's seeing eight-man fronts he can throw for more yards like if patrick mahomes had the same workhorse in the backfield like a derrick henry if he had the same focus not on him like Tannehill does in tennessee his numbers would be even further more now that's the biggest difference is patrick mahomes is public enemy number one for every team he faces he didn't see eight-man fronts Again, this is where Clyde thrives because he's not seeing the box well, that, safety yeah, and stuff like I mean, that. You, but that's a big difference. That's why piling, Clyde would be huge. We're, we're piling up the reasons, Jay. I mean, yeah, I know. You know there's an, an, a bolstered offensive line. He's in his second year where he's able to train with his team in the offseason. He's got to have three preseason games to run through it. And then what you're mentioning as well, like the number one targets on this team, of course, as Machine was saying, are Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey. So you, you can't stuff the box and so Clyde is going to have some room and I thought especially last year early on in the season you gave him a little bit of light and he he took a lot of yardage from you and so I think he's going to be looking to build on that and I just you know I go back to the 1100 yards I keep saying it the fact that that was disappointing I think tells you everything you need to know about 2021 for Clyde why do you think that was because he was so good at the beginning I think it was the champion I think, first round pick I think it was the undefeated season at LSU and I think it was a little bit of the preseason hype he actually got and he was damn good his first game he got a little bit of the like the even pre like Mahomes. Remember when Mahomes had not started a lot of games and he only had the Denver start, and we you were getting the rumblings in practice. Yeah, you got to see this guy. He's going to light the NFL, but you never, never really saw it. I think Clyde had a little bit of that, and I think it was unfair to him in a sense that he didn't have a preseason. This year he does, and I think that's going to make all the difference. All right, one thing we always like is training camp guys. Obviously. I made a bet okay. with Carrington that Noah Gray would have over 15 catches, and I think that's pretty much money in the bag. He doesn't see it that way I do. He at least can have 15 catches. I think so, too. You've called him baby Kelsey. You better Kelsey. get that burrito, Louis Riddick was talking about I know. I even set up a cash app for it. But okay. Louis which I, I still haven't got it. Uh, Louis, he's a Hall of Famer, Kurt Warner. Come on, man. We're double meaty. Right. Uh, but uh, regardless, I'll, I'll get over it. Maybe. But the bottom line is. my Adderall? I feel like you're ADD. No, really no, I just add some things. A lot of thoughts. A lot of thoughts. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of thoughts. What the hell was I talking about? Um, training camp. Oh, training camp, camp guys. Yeah, yeah Noah course. Gray. So, my guy's been Trey Smith, too. So, you know, I've been bulking this guy up. And then when Mitch Holt sat with us last week and dropped that bomb, he said if this game started the day, he'd be your center or your starting right guard. Sure enough, starting practice, Trey Smith starts doing it. Yeah. All right. Who's your training camp guy, Pete? Jody Fortson, Camp. I mean, it was no good big names here. Who is your training camp guy? See, I coming in or at, Callaway coming into training camp. I really liked Cornell Powell, but he's let me down these early days. I, a few too many drops for my liking. He had a better day on Friday, I thought, than the first two days 
We're a little bit shaky today working with the third team, so I'm changing my training camp guy. My training camp guy, Willie Gay Jr. Mr. Pass Breakup. He's already got three or four pass breakups. He's all over the football. I think he's got some some DJ type of vibes, and I, I think he's finally going to come into that will position this year, a, a coverage guy for, for the Chiefs. And I think um, he, he too, I mentioned the, about the offseason with Clyde, he too has been candid in saying he was a little bit lost. Right, and, and that was one of my questions to Andy and got hurt. With Hitchens and, and Neiman hurt, you had Gay, a second-year player, and Bolton, a first-year player. They were making the calls today. And granted, of course, like you do not want to see Hitchens and Neiman out for any means. Uh, Neiman included. I know there's some fans that say, hey, whatever about Neiman. No, Neiman included. But you have these young players that were thrown into the fire today, and those reps are so valuable because you never know what can happen during the course of the NFL season. The fact that they were able to make some calls today as a rookie and second-year player I think is huge for their development. Did he give any update on Neiman? I didn't hear the very first part of that. We were in a commercial break. He left practice early. Same thing with Anthony Hitchens. He had tweaked his hamstring. So I, we'll follow these guys. These injuries are normal at the yeah. beginning of camp. It's nothing drastic. It's basically like they're working back into football shape. Sometimes you get these tweaks. I know that Travis Kelsey's been dealing with the hip tightness and back spasm. Same thing with Nick Kaiser. I expect these guys to be on the field by sometime next week. You used the porta potty yet, Pete? I have not. I, I tend really? To, I tend to walk back up to the dorm and never go the used old, it. The old fashioned. I just broke a 16 year streak. I mean, I've peed within the last 16 years. Yeah, that yeah. would have done terrible damage to my bladder. Yeah. But as far as using a porta potty, yeah, it's been since. It's only thing down here to use. It's hot. It stinks. Levine's wanting to go back in the woods. I was like, dude, just use the mach- porta potty, bro. Yeah, I just watched the, my fluid intake. You know, easy on the Gatorade. Oh, and, I've had six snow cones, and so. I hold it. Yeah, yeah see, that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. You get to a certain point. You guys are out here for a while. What time you guys going to? One o'clock. One o'clock. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, so. we got a long way to go. We still got time to go. Oh, we don't have rain in the woods. Well, it's going to rain right now. That's make it rain in the porta potty. You know what I mean? I do. You're looking. Uh, <laughs> you're looking unfazed right now, Pete. Usually, training camp. I, now, I we'll, we'll talk in a week and a half. I don't yeah, want to see yeah. you, but you're looking unfazed really, so far. I feel you've been great. turning out stories. You've been talking cheese yeah. with all our shows every day, guys. If you haven't. Reddit on the AP, ArrowheadPride.com. I've been putting up a camp notebook. With I love it. Story for the day. We got some quotations. We got some observations. We have the tweet of the day. We have the quote of the day. And I'll tell you what's next. I mean, it's, it's your it's your one-stop shop for everything that happened if you can't be up here. Can I be tweeted a day with the snow cone that Cody started well, tradition? I, it's a review process of the tweets, and i got to go through well, it. You're in charge of this thing. Well, we'll see. I mean, of course, it is That's my, a no, Jay. Well, I'm That's going no. straight. I'm going, going straight to the horse. We appreciate that. It's Pete. I'm just saying, Pete. The bottom line is, you know, you even texted me yesterday. He said, I just put my training camp report. I love it, man. You talk yeah. about what you saw, who was playing where. You, you love the training camp report. notebook. And the, the training, training camp, camp notebook's a beautiful you. thing. It's it a beautiful you. thing. It's yeah. my favorite thing. I know. Look, Favorite I mean, thing you've ever done. Ever, ever. Ever. Wow. I like it that much. And I've been on the air a couple times with this guy. Don't forget about our schedule release pizza party that we had on the air. The oh, yeah. That was my, maybe my That's favorite. A great moment. Schedule release pizza party. All right, fellas. Pete, I enjoyed it, brother. You have a good uh, good time uh, writing your stories that we saw today at training camp. But uh, Pete Sweeney joining us from ArrowheadPride.com. Make sure you check that out. No joking, that training camp observation is a must look at every day. Set your uh, alert to get the notifications from either ArrowheadPride.com or Pete Sweeney on Twitter, and you get that training camp report. I was uh, busy yesterday doing something. I wanted to see it, so got it yesterday. <laughs> And there it was. Keep this guy in line, Sean. But the bottom line is, Pete Sweeney joining us now. When we come back, we'll talk more about what we saw today at Chiefs training camp. And it is interesting 
that there's Bolton and Gay making a lot of the uh, calls out here at Chiefs camp. We discuss that next. Coverage from training camp with Jay Binkley continues on your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.